Will Ron and Candy in Connecticut ever be able to retire? And are Bruce and Selena in Philly saving enough to retire? That's today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 454. Plus, are Pebbles and Bam Bam in Kentucky Stone missing anything when it comes to using their brokerage account to pay Roth conversion taxes? And Susan in San Diego, she's 55, spends about $36,000 a year, and has almost a million saved. Can she retire yet? And finally, our buddy Will knows that he shouldn't time the market, but if you've got money questions or want a retirement spitball analysis of your own, visit yourmoneyyourwealth.com and click Ask Joe and Big Al on air. I'm producer Andy Last, and here to spitball on all of these questions are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. Hello, Joe, Big Al, Andy, my wife, Candy, our cat, Cody, and I find ourselves living in the Constitution state of Connecticut. Never occurred to us that we would settle in Connecticut, but here we are. First, with the important stuff, Candy drives 2022 Nissan Rogue. Uh, yeah. Like, those are kind of like a little bubbly, um, like a 4x4 four four or something? Yeah. It's kind of a SUV slash? Yeah, it's like, it's kind of a, it's a, that's a smaller SUV, I think. Got it. She loves it. Yeah. I drive a 2015 Honda Civic. Just good old faithful there. That never dies. <laughs> it Just never keep dies. that forever. I rarely drink these days, but when I do indulge in ice cold margarita from Costco, oh. buy a margarita from Costco. Maybe. I just learned so much from this show. Uh, pre-packaged, maybe? I don't know. Or a few. Or maybe the Constitution states you can, you can buy it at the window. <laughs> All right. Candy also goes for the margarita or a nice red wine. All right. I've been a devoted listener to YMYW on the iTunes app or the YouTube. Just calls it the YouTube. Yeah. Well, everyone knows what that means. Or on YouTube, it should say, versus on the YouTube. I like the YouTube. I, I like it too. <laughs> YouTube, I'm sure, likes the YouTube as well. Yeah. Uh, we know you don't give advice, but we were wondering if you could do a little retirement spitball for someone in our situation. I turned 60 this year. Candy is a young 65 and Cody is seven. No kids in the picture. We earn about $150,000 per year. 100 for me, 50 for her. We both have 401ks and IRAs. I have a small pension. Candy has no plan to retire. I have been encouraged her to work less and enjoy life more, even if she doesn't. I hope to work another five years max. We have been through so many changes and layoffs in recent years. It may not be an option. When I do retire, I would probably pick up some part-time work at a local school or theater. Like it. All right. Uh, we live pretty simple. Our total expenses are about $70,000 per year or 68937 Oh, boy. We got so, an engineer on our hands here. So we got he, – he's going to – Ask a question about five years in the future. So, so the expenses are seventy nine thousand nine hundred seventy <laughs> five years. We can round. Okay, <laughs> you can round up or round down. You can. Here's the breakdown of our assets: pre tax four hundred one k's is five hundred twenty six thousand. Roth IRAs hundred fifteen. Cash hundred. Taxable brokerage around seventy five. Currently, we're saving twenty five percent, approximately seven hundred dollars a week in retirement. All Roth four hundred one k. Both employers match 401k contributions, 50% up to four, basically 2%. My current pension estimate is $1,700 per month. If I can continue to work for five years, it's estimate to be about $2,300 a month. 
slightly less because I'll likely take a 50% payout for my wife if I predecede her. Okay, expenses in retirement. We owe $150,000 on our mortgage at 3.25%. It is valued at $255,000. We owe $25,000 on the Rogue. We have no interest in paying either loan out early, pun intended. Okay. Interest, get Very it. Interest. Ah. Very clever. <laughs> yep. Oh Just, yeah. Makes me I smile. need a margarita. <laughs> Just going through this question here. <laughs> We we expect to replace one car every five to seven years. We always buy new cars and hold them for a long time. We expect to travel several times a year. We plan to remodel our condo modestly. Master bath, kitchen, countertops, replace vinyl flooring in the near future. Will I ever be able to retire? What are some of the things we should be looking for? Thanks for all your great content. Candy and Ron. Right. Just what do you got? Do a little math here. Okay. So he wants to retire in five years. Candy, yeah, she's, yeah. she's never going to retire. What does Candy do? Do we know? No, we don't know. Okay. We Any, don't even anyway, know. Anyway, Ron, yeah, you can retire. You got plenty here. So let me tell you the math. And so our listeners can sort of follow along and do the, the, the similar math on their own situation. So you, you gave us a lot of figures, but let me boil it down to what's important. Maybe even for our future listeners, how to say it. Okay. So you're starting with 800000 your liquid at, assets. That's li- everything li- combined what he has in 401ks, right. IRAs. Now your real estate, accounts. right? Just your liquid assets for retirement. About 800000 You're adding 39000 a year. I don't need to know all this stuff about weekly and the matches, what percent. Just tell me. 39000 includes the employer match. That's what I need to know. Then I'll say then from your question, I'm just going to use 6% at five years. We get $1.3 So that's what you'll have in five years, given those assumptions. Okay. Now, if you work five years and Candy works five years, then she'll be 70. She can take her Social Security at 70. That'll be uh, 34000 Your pension's 28000 Your expenses, I already told you, with inflation, are going to be eighty. So your shortfall is $18,000, and you got $1.3 million. Okay, your distribution rate is 1.3%. If it's 4%, I'm happy. 1.3, I'm ecstatic. So that also tells me you can probably retire earlier if you want to. I'm not going to do all these calculations live on the radio, but the point is, yeah, you can retire in five years. Maybe you can even retire earlier. Yeah, I believe I agree with everything you're saying there. But And that's not even including your Social Security, Ron, because, I mean, I haven't even factored that in. So basically, you don't even need the three point or the one point three million. So he's 60. They make $150,000 a year. He's got a pretty good-sized pension of thirty, right? So it's paying about 30% of his income. Yeah. They have no kids, and they're pretty modest in their cars. How accurate do you think his $68,937 is in living expenses are? Well, he's got some kind of spreadsheet to show that. However, at first blush, I would say... You may be spending more than you think. I think so. And the reason is because if you're making 150 a year, of course you're saving, you're saving 36, okay, right? But yeah. they have 800,000, 36,000. How long do you think they've been saving that much? Yeah. Not Five that, years? Not that long, probably. And the other thing is, even if you're saving, let's just do easy math. You're saving 30,000. You're making 150. Your taxes, I just spitball, 20,000, right? So, so you got 100,000 to work with. And that even includes your 401k, money's going to retirement. So it seems like there's extra money here that's slipping out the door that you may not be thinking about. 
Now, but now he, you know he's got a spreadsheet. Of course, because he's, he's got an exact number. He's got a, I'm surprised we didn't get cents. cents. <laughs> that's but, the only that's the only variance because I think he's right on track. He's doing a great job. He's saving a ton of money today, right? And they're building this thing up. Even if he's spending a hundred, he's pretty still close. Because he's probably because with his social security, I it, think you're just fine. Right. All right. Congrats. But what we didn't, he wants to do all this remodeling, though. Vinyl floors, new cars every five to seven years, this, that, whatever. So well, plugging still, that in. Still, if you use his numbers at face value, there's lots of extra, right? Yeah, if you take those living expenses. But the problem, I think, with Ron and Candy, with and it's not a problem. I think the area here is that each year they have something. Hey, we want to do the floors. We want to do this. We want to do that. So maybe their true living expenses is sixty-eight thousand, but these added projects are ten thousand, twenty thousand. Yeah, maybe that's where the other money. That's going. where that excess cash flow potentially could be going. Yeah, still, there's in the in basic numbers we got. There's extra. Yep. Are you cruising into retirement, or are you on a sinking ship? By plotting a good course and using proper tools and strategies, you can cruise into retirement. Unfortunately, many people need a life vest. They're ill-prepared and traveling without a compass. It's all about being proactive. This week on YMYW-TV, Joe and Big Al show you how to keep your retirement afloat with the steps to prepare, adapt, and remain on course. Watch How to Cruise into Your Retirement and download the companion Cruising into Retirement checklist from the podcast show notes. It's only available for a limited time, so download it before this Friday. Just click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app. You'll see the TV show and the guide right before the episode transcript. We got Bruce, it's 40 mil or 40 year old male, and Selena, 38 year old female, Batman inspired. So I don't get the Selena reference. I don't either. Bruce, I get. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. Selena. Yes. I think that was. I thought it was like Vicki Dale. Is that Batwoman? I think it might be Catwoman. Oh, Catwoman, maybe. Selena? Yeah. That is Catwoman. Selena. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. There we go. Both physicians at work and live in the Philadelphia area. Philly. Yeah. All right. Go Phillies. Yeah. Phillies are doing great so far. Yeah. Just like last year. You got the twins. <laughs> Do you? Okay. Yeah. Not doing so well. A drink of choice is Lil Hendrix, gin and tonic, and a little funky IPA. All right. Any funky IPA we can find. <laughs> Just anything. If it's funky, I'm drinking it. <laughs> she drives a 2020 Kia Telluride, and I drive a 2022 Mercedes GLC 300. Oh, look at perfect. Those are good doctor yeah. cars. Yeah, like Bruce. Yeah. He's badass. <laughs> she drives a Kia, and he's got the Mac Daddy Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, but she's got the biggest Kia they have, probably. <laughs> the Telluride. Yeah. We have two little ones under the age of 10. Our main question is, do we need to be saving more? And are there any tweaks we can make to optimize our retirement? I love to retire at age 60 and my wife likely at the same age. All right. Plan to defer Social Security till age 70 and think it'll be about $20,000 a month combined. Net worth of $1.1 with $500,000 in home equity. We have $350,000 in 401ks, $50,000 in Ross, $40,000 in a brokerage account, 529s. We have $100,000 in them, and we are funding them aggressively, $16,000 a year. Like most doctors, 
We got started late. We save around $120,000 a year towards our retirement between all of our accounts, $44,000 in 401Ks, $50,000 in deferred comp, $13,000 in the old back door, $20K in brokerage. All our investments are in low-cost, broad ETFs. Okay, We have $350,000 in student loans, but they will be forgiven via the public student loan forgiveness program in the next two years. We spend about $200,000 a year. As we see salary bumps or bonuses, should we prioritize saving more or do we have a reasonable plan? Yeah. So he's 40. Yeah, 40. Got 20 years to go. 20 years to go. Saves $120,000 a year. Yeah. So let's He's uh, got a half a million right now. Yeah. We'll take out the 529 plan. So I'm starting with 440. As 120,000 a year, 20 years, 6%, 5.8 million. 5.8. It's a good, really good figure. Four times five is. Well, he's going to have about three hundred. You take the present value of that. He wants to spend two hundred thousand a year. He's going to be short. It's going to be short. You're absolutely right. So four percent of five point eight million, and I'm using even though at sixty, you probably want three and a half percent, but I'm factoring probably lots of social securities, which I don't know. But anyway, well, he, so he thinks it's going to be <coughs> what twenty thousand a month combined, which is that's a bit high, I believe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, without considering that, so I get two hundred thirty thousand of. At four percent, that's what's available, and your two hundred thousand in, in expenses in future dollars is three sixty. Okay, so you're short by hundred hundred twenty five thousand. He needs another couple million. Yeah, at least right. And so, yeah, the tweaks that you do, and and this is a good example because for anyone listening, it, it's not necessarily how much you have in retirement; it's the relationship between how much you have and what you're spending. spending. Right. So in other words, if you can take the $200,000 today, great lifestyle, you know, I, I know you're enjoying yourself, but if you could cut that a bit. He's a doctor. I know. And so it's hard to, right? It's a stressful job. <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying, at least on the surface. Now, how do you fix this? So you, you spend less today and get used to living less, or you work longer. Maybe you work till 65 instead of 60. You know, there's lots of ways to fix this, but based upon the numbers here, it's short. Well, you're not including any Social Security, correct? No, because I don't buy the 20000 a month. Well, it's probably, yeah, he thinks it's $240,000 coming in in Social Security. No. It might be. Might be half of that. Let's call it $60,000. So he's still going to be short probably a million bucks. If he gets 7%, he's there. Yeah. With the same amount of savings. If he gets 8%, he's good. Right. So then it's looking at what's the asset allocation. Should he be a little bit more aggressive? 6% 6% is a fairly conservative number over 20 years, I think. It is. So if he's 100% equities, you know, he could probably get a 7.5-8% rate of return over 20 years. But I think from a planning perspective, Bruce and Catwoman <laughs> should probably look at a 6% growth rate and maybe a 3% inflation rate just to be super conservative. Yeah. But then he's going to know, or they're going to know once they get closer to retirement. This is a 20. There's so many things that are going to change in life in 20 years, right? Yeah, no, I know. and that's. But that's the good thing about thinking about this early because you can make changes. Now, I use your 7.5%. So instead of 5.8 million, it is 7 million, right? So 7 million at 4% is what, 280,000? So now you're basically 50,000 higher. It's still short. But again, I have a factored in social security, right? It's going to max out the Social Security. Yeah, of course. Social Security is going to be seventy, eighty thousand dollars Whatever that'll be. Yeah. Right. So I think he's right there. Could be. So with your bumps in pay, should you have more fun? What the hell? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> but just have a plan. I think this is where people mess up is that if he strategizes and he has a plan and he maps this thing out, he's going to know when he gets a bump and pay. All right. Do we want to buy a, a nicer house or do we want to go on a nicer vacation? Should I get rid of my Mercedes and buy a G wagon <laughs> <laughs> or the Batmobile or whatever the case may be? Yeah. Right? So I guess maybe because then he could he, he has more control over the spending. He's going to be more confident in the decisions that you make, right? Especially if you just map this out. Yeah, and so yeah, so that's I guess that's my comment. When we do these spitballs, this is just back of the envelope based upon what little facts we have. But if you do a full-on financial plan with a qualified advisor, oh, and, and here, here comes the sales pitch. I'm not selling it. <laughs> I don't want to. I, hey, you want to sit down with Big Al? I'm retiring. I don't want to do this. <laughs> go, go talk to Joe. <laughs> but the thing is, that's how you get this down on paper. And then you start doing some what ifs. What if I do this? What if I work two more years? Does this work? Or what if I get 8%? Does it work? You know, wh whatever, right? Right. You know, you look at professionals in their thirties and forties. And then there's that, the, the, the creep of income, right? As their income goes up, guess what? They're not saving more. Their lifestyle goes up. Yeah. That's, that is what we see. It's a little lifestyle creep. I think yeah. is what the, the technical term is. Yeah. Right. So, but congrats. He's out of med school. He still has a little bit of debt over his head. It's probably, it'll, you be, know, it'll be forgiven. Hopefully. Sure. Well, well, it's, it's part of that. What you have to work 10 years with it. In public service. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we got Pebbles and Bam Bam from Kentucky Stone. I love that name. I remember watching the Flintstones as a little kid. Loved it. Yep. Uh, hello, Joe and Big Al, fan of the podcast. You two uh, and three with Andy are all perfect together. I appreciate how much you all enjoy each other. Uh, we fooled Pebbles and Bam <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love to get your spitball impression along with some ideas on how to best use a brokerage account from now to RMD age. Uh, here's the skinny. I'm Pebbles, retired, 66, with $3.2 in a qualified account. Wow, Pebbles, just been socking some Pebbles away. We got 770000 in a brokerage account, 100000 in savings, $91,000 in a REIT, and 400000 in Roth. Uh, got Bam Bam. He's sixty-one. He's still working. He earned sixty thousand dollars a year. He's got a one million dollars in a qualified account, uh, and he just started Roth IRA. So uh, that sounds like a pretty good chunk of money there. We got three, four, five. What do you got now? About five and a half. Yeah, five and a half. Yep. All right. Okay. They got no debt. They have grown children. House is valued at six hundred thousand dollars. Uh, drive a 2015 Lexus. Bam, bam. He drives a little Honda Spider. Uh, we do have an old Lexus RX 300 for the dog and Home Depot runs. I love old fashions, but the older I get, the more they don't love me. Uh, you got that big out? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can Does relate. it really kind of bites you? You just have to be a little more careful. Okay. Um, here's the issue. The questions and. May I ask, what am I missing? All right. So the cash, T-bills, and Bam Bam's income are all bucketed over the next five years of income at about $170,000 a year. Um, we're looking to do Roth conversions to the top of the 24% tax bracket until RMDs hit. That's in year 2030. So they got a few years. Uh, both will collect Social Security 
at 70 pebbles, 4,000, bam, bam, 2,000. Plan to pay conversion taxes with money from the brokerage account. What are your thoughts in how the brokerage account is being used? What are some other ideas for the use of the brokerage account? What am I missing? Appreciate your spitball. Cheers, Pebbles and Bam Bam. All right. Um, well, first of all, congratulations. You have done a phenomenal job of saving for retirement. Uh, you got Bam Bam still slugging away there. But for $60,000 a year, he's a million dollars saved in retirement accounts. Um, I, I don't know if this has been his his job he's been working at for some time. His Social Security is half of hers. Um, so he's a good saver and they're looking to spend about, they're saying $170,000 a year, or that's, that's what they're looking to, is that the income need? Is that what you no, got? Out? I don't think they, I don't think they gave us their spending. It says the income is bucketed for the next five years at about 170 K. So hopefully that's actually what they want to spend. It says $170,000 a year. So that's... Yeah, I know, but but that's uh, what I how I read that was that's Bam Bam's income plus whatever investment income. I, I don't know, hard to say. But if we, we could just use that figure for spending, and uh, obviously they're in great they're in great shape. I mean you take wait, you take five point five million times four percent, five point five times four percent, you get two hundred twenty thousand, which is in excess of the one seventy. That's not even including social security. So I think the real crux of the question is, should I be doing these Roth conversions, maybe to the top of the 24%? And when, when I look at this, I go, yes, of course, right? Because if you look at the qualified accounts, I've just looked at Pebbles uh, in seven years at her RMD age, it'll be 4.8 million, just at a 6% growth, which means an RMD required minimum distribution of $192,000, which puts them even without any other income in the 24% tax bracket, right? Which uh, in 2026 will become 28% tax bracket. And who knows what it could be after that, right? So I, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that is appropriate. I think part of the question was, should I use the brokerage account to pay the taxes to do this? And maybe not all of it, but yes, that's a, that would be a great use of this. Yeah, you want to look at your brokerage account in the cash is going to be your buffer that you're going to draw down. You're probably going to draw down quite a bit of it over the next several years as you're trying to convert as much money as possible to the 24% tax bracket. Right. 2026 is going to be a little bit different year depending on what happens to taxes. Do they revert back to where they were? And so you'll want to make some decisions there. Another thing that you want to consider too is that you'll, you'll have to do a little bit of math is because <clears throat> there's a ton of money in qualified accounts and they're going to have decent social security. Um, and, and they have other assets where they might want to take money from the retirement account to live off of as well, as well as doing conversions. Because if they want to live off $170,000, you don't want to deplete 100% of your liquid assets. So you're going to have to kind of jockey around a little bit of what is actually the true right conversion number. Is it going to be to the top of the 24? Or is it going to be something less where do you want to live off of some of those qualified dollars? that you could pull out in the, you know, zero or 10% tax bracket. Yeah, to totally agree with that. But also keep this in mind. In 2026, we revert to the higher tax rates. So we're talking 2023, 24, 25. So we only have kind of three years to work with, at least under the tax system as we know it today. Yeah. And then 
they would probably convert to the top of the 28% tax bracket because their RMDs and Social Security and everything else could put them in the 28 EMT or higher. Oh, I, th- I totally agree with that. But at least uh, take advantage, and I totally agree with this, and probably we don't talk about this enough. Make sure you don't go broke, <laughs> right, while you're doing these Roth conversions with the money that you need to live on. Uh, and you want to have emergency funds and stuff like that, right? Maybe you earmark some funds for something fun, like a great trip or whatever. But uh, the taxes, as we know it right now, are going up in 2026. So your best three years are right now and for the next two years to get as much converted as appropriate given your brokerage account. Yeah. So with the amount of money that they have in qualified accounts, they might want to get a little bit creative where, yes, you want to spend most of the money that you have outside of retirement accounts to pay the tax in almost every case. But given that tax law is changing, potentially, if if tax rates go up with this amount of money in retirement accounts, given their spending needs and Social Security and fixed income, you know, so it's going to be playing around with it. Do I want because they want to draw more money out of it at these lower rates? So it's like either you're going to live off of it, or you might want to take a little bit more out and, and use some of those dollars to pay the taxes. Even though in most cases it it doesn't work as well, but I'd much rather pay tax at twenty four percent than thirty two or thirty five percent in the future. Yeah. So what we're talking about is IRA, 401k, actually using some of those funds to pay the tax. So now you're taking money out that's taxed to pay the tax, which by the way, we normally don't recommend. However, when you have a very high IRA balance and you've got somewhat limitations on your non-IRA balance, it can be very appropriate. Yeah. We're we're not recommending anything. Just spitballing. Is that what I said? Yeah, this okay. is not advice by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> well, he did say this we don't not, normally recommend this. Yeah, so. and we're not recommending anything at this point, too. Yeah. But we, yeah, we don't normally spitball this this thought. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Is that better? All right. For a good retirement spitball, the fellas need to know four things about your finances. Number one, how much do you and your spouse, if you have one, have saved for retirement in tax-free, tax-deferred, and taxable accounts? How much fixed income will you have in retirement? That's number two, for example, from Social Security and pensions. Number three, kind of important, when do you want to retire? And finally, number four, how much do you expect to spend annually in retirement, adjusted for inflation? Now, don't forget to give us whatever name you want us to call you and your real location in case state taxes factor into your spitball. Then let us know the irrelevant details, too. We want to know where or when you listen, how you found us, and, of course, what you drink so that Joe and Big Al can really get into your situation. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app. Go to the show notes. Click on Ask Joe and Big Al on air and send in your retirement spitball. If you prefer to fiddle with the numbers and spitball for yourself, give our free new retirement calculator a try. Go to easyretirement.com. That's E-A-S-I retirement.com. Try it out, then email us and let us know what you think of it. All right, here we go. I'm 55 years old, uh, currently not working and loving it. Congratulations, 55, I'm tired. Enjoying traveling around the world. And when I'm not home, taking care of cats and doing yoga. I just think of you, Al, with your new <laughs> yoga habit. I know. I don't have cats, but I, I do like yoga. <laughs> um, I'm mortgage-free and budget $36,000 a year to live on. Yes, I'm a simple person who likes to cook at home most days. I drive a 2014 Honda Civic. Drink of choice is vodka soda. So my question is, if I have approximately $930,000, 
which is invested between safe annuities of 400,000, Roth of 85,000, Vanguard investments of 200,000, the rest in CDs and liquid. Can I retire early? All right. So she wants to spend $36,000 a year. Right. She's 55, currently just doing yoga and drinking vodka sodas, sure. playing, playing with cats. Yeah, yeah. Probably it's spending probably same, same same time yoga with cats is probably how I and drinking it. yeah <laughs> so if you spend thirty six thousand dollars a year you don't want to pull out any more than probably three percent at age fifty five you need one point two million dollars if I do the math correctly so what that means ninety two uh, one point two million three percent of one point two is thirty six thousand yeah that's right so she's got nine hundred thirty. Yeah, pretty close. Because what you need to figure out or what Susan needs to figure out is that in 10 years, you know, or 10, 12, or, or maybe less, she'll be eligible for Social Security. So that's going to bridge the gap uh, to some degree. So maybe if she pulls out 4%, that's going to give roughly 36000 So at 55, would you be, I'm guessing at 4, it's pretty close to 4 Right. Yeah, it's uh, three point nine as it stands right now, and and actually, three point nine is a little rich, I would say, for a fifty-five year old. However, if Social Security benefits are good and strong, then maybe that's okay. And then in some cases, people have pensions that it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> then that's probably fine. I mean, it depends on those variables. So a million bucks, you've done a great job to accumulate that at fifty-five. Um, it it just might be a little rich. It it really depends um, on the rate of return because what we're doing is looking at a distribution rate of how much that you can pull out of the overall account. If yeah, if, if we have a, a bear market over the next two to five years, you could get in trouble. If we have right. a bull market where the market's up and you're fully invested, I mean, then I think you're you're home home free. So this is why again, it's a process. You have to be looking at this constantly to figure out. All right. What 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 leverage do I have to pull this year? What are the things that I need to be looking at? What's the environment that I'm in? What is my lifestyle going to be? All right. So she's simple today because she probably just stopped working. She's like, fine, you know, I want to yoga and I want to drink and I want to play with cats. But then all of a sudden, guess what? The cat gets annoying. <laughs> and then the vodka sodas turn into um, I don't know, maybe she wants some old fashions or some margaritas. So the, the cost of that is going to go up. It, it can. Yeah. Now she wants to go to yoga camp <laughs> and retreats. She wants to do retreats yoga at, in Hawaii. I was going to say Italy, but yeah, Hawaii, that'd be good too. So it's like all of a sudden it's, or she's bored and she wants other activities and things like that. So 55 is pretty young to retire. Yeah. I would say um, this is now, this is just me sitballing. I would say if this were my situation, I'd keep working myself. You, you it? Mm -hmm. Take a hiatus. You're enjoying it now. I don't know. Take a year. Yeah. Take two. <laughs> she doesn't spend a ton. Thirty six thousand. You can go. Yeah. A job at Ralph's make thirty six thousand, couldn't you? You could, sure could. Yeah. Right. You don't. You don't have to keep keep doing what you're doing. I guess right. that's the point. Yep. Yeah. Home Depot. You could do something fun. You could do something like you, you know. She could. I don't know. Be a yoga instructor. Yeah. Start her own business. We got Will. He writes in. He goes, hello, Your Money or Wealth or YMYW Trifecta. I've heard my story referenced a couple times. What's his story? Will's the gas siphoner. 
No, sir. Really? Will the gas siphoner. That yep. one. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. It's been a while. So I figured it's time for me to write back. All right. During the pandemic, I restarted my trading curiosity. Oh, that's, hey. never, that's never a good sign. I want to be a trader when I grow up. Unfortunately, it was towards the end of the bull cycle, but I'm still determined to learn and improve to make my trading profitable. So, okay, so far, not so good. Let's Let's get back to losses. <laughs> All right. I know we're not supposed to time the market, but if a bear market is coming, market cycle, now wouldn't it be wise to slow down and then wait for some lower amount using basic TA to continue? TA. Anything. Basic TA. No idea. One might not get to the bottom, but at least it's not buying near the local top. Maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy since People probably do this. They expect a bear market, don't buy stocks, and they short instead. The prices go down, feeling they're reactive traders with this signal to join in. Well, the, it's the op- opposite that, of what's... Yeah, that. so here, here's the problem with that thinking. Just real quick, TA, I come up with technical analysis. Oh, okay, that's what he's trying oh, to okay, say. Okay, got yeah. it. That makes sense. So... Bear market. So you actually know when a bear market's coming? Are we in a bear or are, are we in a bull cycle right you, now? You always know after the fact. And I listen to me so first. This, this email came a few weeks ago. Yeah. We, we've had a choppy market over the last couple of weeks. So right. if he's thinking it's a bull market, other people are thinking it's a bear market. Other uh, people. Think well, so here's the problem, right? So we had the Great Recession. Remember then the market came back and it, that was a dead cat bounce. So it's, we're going right back into Ooh, it. dead cat bounce. Yeah, remember that one? Analysis yeah, right that's, that's right. That's what they were saying, the TAs. And then it's like 2011, yeah, not sustainable, going into bear market. 2012, going into bear market. 2013, going into bear market. 2014, going into the bear market. We heard that every year from pundits. Going, you, know, you need to be conservative because this isn't going to last. And if you had done that, you would have missed the longest bull run in the history of our stock market. There is no way to know when a bear market happens until it actually happens. And you can say, yeah, of course, all the signs were there. What do you mean all the signs were there? They were there every single year. There's valid reasons by very smart people, the bear market's coming, right? Which is why we say, don't time the market, stay invested because it's impossible to to predict. Now, if you could predict the bear market, this is a great strategy. But so far, very few people have been able to do that. Well, let's really get to the brass tacks here. Okay. okay. Will siphons gas <laughs> on cars? <laughs> All right. Do you think that he's got the ability, no offense to our buddy Will here, to have more information than the market itself? Well, I think after, because that's what you're betting on. I think if you after you siphon the gas, you get a little bit of high. <laughs> yeah. So you probably do. Because if you're thinking, all right, well, you have more knowledge than the collective market, because that's what market timing is. I'm going to get in before everyone else gets in and the market's going to shoot up and I'm going to get out before everyone else does. So then you either have to have information that no one else has. You have to be extremely lucky. Right. Or you're forecasting. You're thinking, all right, well, here, because of this news that just came out, I feel that the markets are going to do X, Y, and Z. But guess what? Everyone else has that same information. Everyone has that same news. Right. Right. And, and people that have computers right on Wall Street are probably moving a little bit quicker than Will. It's, Again, it, no offense. It's, to- yeah, that's exactly right. And furthermore, 
So, so the financial networks love to play negative commentary because that's what people listen to. Oh, I better listen to this, better get out of the stock market. And like people like Harry Dent and hundreds of others every single year predict the crash. It's like, eventually you're going to be right. But it's like, but if you look at the long-term history of the stock market, in spite of downturns, even crashes, it's, I mean, over the last hundred years, S&P is up. Almost 10% a year. I, I'm not saying timing the market is impossible because there's a there, there, there's people that absolutely can do it. It's just highly improbable. Right? There's a lot of luck involved. And even the smartest people on Wall Street get it wrong most of the time. Most of the time. And here's how we know that is because when you go to actively traded mutual funds, right? They don't outperform the passive funds, which just buy and stay in the market. In fact, they underperform by the amount of their fees. I mean, you can look at study after study, long-term, year in, year out. Of course, there's variances. But when you look at long-term, the active managers can't beat the market because this whole thing is the market, right? And so they end up with market returns minus their higher fees because they're active managers. All right. Let's see. We got another thing I learned further was solo 401k. All right. I wish you had covered it a lot more in detail as to how it's pretty strong way to contribute to a Roth 401k or Roth IRA, since during that time, the pandemic seemed to create a lot of self-employed gigs. One can easily put away $50,000 plus of income. I think we spent some time talking about. Probably. Not enough for Will. (laughs) Put away 50,000 income. You've got to have a pretty big income one website that really helped me with this was solo 401k yeah we talked about that's our friend that was actually my solo 401k will is suggesting a completely different site which is just solo 401k solo okay. 401k yeah. all right well they're similar i'm sure priya right priya wasn't that her name? i believe that is correct yeah. yeah priya from orange county Irvine. i remember her yep. yeah since they have a live chat feature Oh, could you imagine having Will in a live chat feature? <laughs> Let be, me tell you about how to save money on gas. That'd be awesome. Uh, even if you're not a client. Uh, they were very they were the very first custodial document provider in the industry, but I'm not affiliated with them. Just happy to pass along helpful resources. Thanks, guys. Aside from my rants, you're still the best. Andy, don't ever go. Sincerely, Will. P.S. Oh, by the way, how does Al my spitball sound? Spitball. My spitball pal. Well, how does my Al my spitball pal sound? He was He's referring to when you guys were saying that you guys needed nicknames. Oh, Al, okay. Al my spitball pal? Yeah. Um, I, love, I love it. I think we could do better. <laughs> I don't want to use Joe the Roth IRA. I think that's supposed to be Schmo. Schmo. Oh, there you go. Joe the Roth IRA Schmo. Since it's bad. So how about Joe the Roth IRA Fellow? Yeah, but that doesn't rhyme. (laughs) Joe and Fellow. (laughs) See, I call you guys the fellas all the time. So, yeah. I I suppose it could work. I know terms like pal and fellow aren't exactly new, cool, and fancy, but hey, they are classy. Well, good to hear from you, our friend Will. Yes, for sure. You always make it a little entertaining, at least for us. Uh, that's it for us today. I appreciate you hanging out. We'll see you again next week. Show Scott your money, you up.
YMYW listeners' drink preferences, the Flintstones, and a train station in Wales in the derails at the end of the episode, so stick around. Help new listeners find YMYW by telling your friends and family about the show and by leaving your honest reviews and ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast apps that accept them too. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule a free financial assessment in person at one of our seven offices around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. Constitution State. Never heard of that. Except I don't think they drafted the Constitution in Connecticut, did they? I thought that was, I thought that was Massachusetts. Philadelphia or Massachusetts. I, I would say Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. But it's near there. Andy's looking it up. Yeah. Will have I am. It. Yes. Shortly. Yeah. I, it was I, designated I mean, as the Constitution State by the General Assembly in 1959. 1959. Yeah. The Constitution was a little bit before that. A couple of years. I, I, I like a nice cold margarita. But like, I, I would. I, I can't go into Costco's. I can barely go into grocery stores. Really? I like Costco. I'm uh, with you, Joe. I can't stand <laughs> grocery stores. I'm so glad that my husband has done all the grocery <laughs> shopping for the last 12 years. <laughs> oh, there's, yeah, the anxiety level. I don't know if it's the lighting in there. <laughs> Too much, the, right? It's the people. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm yeah. just thinking about. I'm going to have to have, yeah, I, I need a shot of something well, for see, me to go so grocery here, shop. Here's what you do. You go to Costco, you say like a hot dog uh, and a margarita. Yeah, I want a margarita. I'm going to have um, Costco just even saying that would give me even more anxiety because you can't, you, right? Isn't everything oversized and you're trying to buy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you some, have to be careful. Toilet you paper and you, 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 you can buy gotta, uh, your buy, supply. Buy it, yeah, storage shed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so and then a few sips of a little sunshine beers are my top. Sip of choice. sunshine. Yeah, oh, that's the name of the beer. It's an IPA. You wouldn't like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I think it's the old fashioned. And the IPAs are probably the top drink of choice of our listeners. Seem to be a lot. Yeah. So when we have like a little get together at some point, invite all of our listeners. We're just going to stock it with the hazy IPAs in old fashioned. And they're going to make you drink some of the IPAs. I'm not touching the IPAs. <laughs> I'm going to have a little sidestep. Well, I, I will say myself, who kind of grew up on the same as you, Coors Light. And now IPAs, hazy IPAs are my favorite beer. However, you're going to have two of them in your shot for can, like a week. I can have about one without a headache coming on. Yeah. No, thank you. I think we all probably watched the Flintstones as little kids, didn't we? Uh, is it still on? I'm not I, sure. I, I haven't no seen it for ages. Not that I've been looking, but I, I haven't run across it. All right. When did the Flintstones come about if you watched it as a little kid? Well, it certainly was there by before I was five, because I remember a time frame seeing it, which so it would have been 1961, 62. First episode was September 30th of 1960. There you go. Good call. Yeah. So it was fresh when I saw it. Wow. <laughs> I do remember seeing the replays of the old episodes versus the newer ones, and the cartoon um, quality was, you could it was, tell it was in the 60s. You know what, though? But it was such an upgrade from black and white to color. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. 
I think the material's the same, but will the gas siphoner? That yep. one. He's yep. got he gets free gas. Right. And we're like, how does he get free gas? Is right. he like stealing it? Yeah. Yeah. That's we we just put the pieces together. Have you been to I guess it's a train station. Lance Fair Pugly Wuggly Chugly Wanna Go Yeah. How are you supposed to pronounce it, Andy? It's like this. Panveir Puchvingir Gogerish Vindrobo Hantisilio Gogogo. Yeah, I'm not even going to try that. That's what we did. That's what we said exactly that, didn't we? It's a train station in Welsh. Is it really spelt that way? Yes. Legit? Yes. Now that Joe has had to exercise his reading skills, that's not even reading. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, just give me a simple sentence. Apparently in Welsh, it means St. Maria Church in the White Hazel Forest near the Rapid Whirlpool beside St. Cecilio of the Red Cave. So it's a sentence without spaces. Got it. Right.